0: I'm just wondering, when you got to the start line at Hellbender, did you think that you're just not prepared for this? You knew this is going to be freaking hell.
1: Yeah, that's the closest we ever came to dropping out of a race. We sat at an aid station for a while, doing the math in our head and say, we're never going to make this 40 hours.
2: Welcome to the Gotta Run Racing Podcast, with your hosts, Norman and Jody, discover the inspiring stories of the average and not-so-average runners. And they're off.
3: Hello!
0: (laughs) You're back! (laughs)
3: Wow. I'm back, baby.
0: (laughs) What's going on?
3: Busy week, busy week. In what way? We're in the north... La Belle Provence in Quebec, La Morassie, mm. which I learned some things about this week when I was creating the email for our participants. It's a year-round park with ice climbing. Nice. Yeah. So that's that's new. Haven't come across that yet. But you know, Quebec Quebecers really do a lot, s- a lot in the winter. <laughs> they they embrace the winter. Adventurous, yes. Unlike us. Uh, <laughs> Weak southern Ontario dwellers <laughs> hibernate. who hibernate all winter long. Yeah. And I did the first mailing for the Monarch Virtual. Cool. Yeah. So everybody out there who's signed up, you're getting this beautiful medal. Mm-hmm. Double-sided. You're getting a neck gaiter. You're getting a bib. They all match. And we're encouraging everyone to post the results on race roster so that we can watch the progression just like the Monarchs. We migrate forty three hundred kilometers from Mexico to Canada. Cool. Yeah.
0: And we're looking for four hundred and thirty runners.
3: Four hundred and thirty runners, walkers, hikers, Bikers. or cyclists to do ten K each.
0: To represent the monarch.
3: And you can be any from anywhere in North America.
0: Cool. Yeah. Well, it could be anywhere in the world. <laughs> And who's coming up with the podcast today?
3: Today, we have Derek Mulhall from Tecumseh, Ontario. Mm. And he was another one of our lucky Canadians who was granted the lottery in 2020. But alas, he's deferred to 2022.
0: Right. And he's been trying for six years. (laughs) That sounds familiar.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Sounds about... Right. And his
0: interesting uh, ticket races. That's right. I can't wait to hear about his ventures.
3: All right, let's get to it. Going up. Welcome to the podcast, Derek Mulhall from Tecumseh, Ontario.
1: Yes. Born in Bell River, but we moved to Tecumseh, so not just down the road.
0: Okay. Just down the road. Where is Tecumseh?
1: About 20 minutes out of Windsor. Ah, out Windsor. Just, okay. Uh, Detroit's right across the border. And what are you drinking today? I've got a... Uh, Frank man, Oatmeal Stout.
0: Oh, oh
1: nice. Very nice.
0: That glass that is going to be finished by the time this podcast is done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need it for my nerves.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Just Like I said, just pretend you're chatting with new friends at a race. Yeah. <laughs>
0: good. Who wants to know everything about you. <laughs> <laughs> good. We came across your name lucky canadians who got into western states in lottery in 2019 that's how we came across your name and i tell you you're not easy to find
1: (laughs) yeah that's what i heard tony uh sent me a facebook messenger asked me to get in contact with you guys
3: that's right thanks for doing that
0: so we wanted exciting yeah (laughs) this is your first podcast i presume yes cool well, we want to know about your whole running journey and all your ticket races to Western States. But first, how did you get into running?
1: Uh, honestly, I'm surprised I got into running with uh, the way things went in grade school and joining the cross-country team because they didn't have enough people and it was the only team I made and <laughs> getting lapped in my first 1500-meter race where I couldn't even complete the full distance without walking. <laughs> and then, you know, to go from there to running 100 miles, it just seems like such a... A long long time ago but
3: I can relate to high school and
1: (laughs) I didn't run but I took up running more seriously probably 2006-2007. I always had the uh, thought of doing a marathon. I had no idea what it was about what the training was about. I just knew each run you had to run a little bit longer and you need to do at least one or two 20 milers before the race so (laughs) I just kind of worked up to my first marathon in 2008, and kind of got hooked from there.
3: Being that you live so close to the border, did you train in miles?
1: Uh, when I did marathons, I was in kilometers, and then when I started the ultra journey, I switched over to miles. Oh, okay. <laughs> stuck in miles ever since. So.
3: Yeah, I, 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 as we're all sort of the same age. As you can relate, there's certain things that we do in metric and there's certain things that we do in Imperial, but I, I never quite grasped miles over kilometers. I I'm just always a kilometer brain person.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it kind of helps at the end of a race because you start doing the math. Okay. Five miles, how many kilometers are, if you're running in Canadian, this kind of helps take your mind off of what you're trying to do.
3: That's right. So was your first race a a marathon?
1: Yes. Wow.
3: I love it. All right.
1: to do it. Cool. Go big or go home, I guess. And...
3: Well,
0: that that tells me you already have an ultra mind.
3: That's right.
1: Yeah, I don't know what happened. Like even, like I knew my, my dad had a buddy who ran marathons and it just sounded kind of interesting. But like I said, I had no idea what had to go into it. No goal time. I just knew I wanted to finish under four hours because any longer than that, just seemed like I didn't want to be out there any longer. <laughs> but, so.
3: and And did you?
1: Yeah, by about three and a half minutes, so.
3: Oh, very good.
1: It was, it was a success. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and how quickly after that finish line did you decide you were going to do another one?
1: probably took a few weeks because <laughs> the next morning getting out of bed, I think I ended up on the floor. <laughs> it's amazing how much more painful marathons are than, than ultras.
3: Yes, so, yeah. it's true, the intensity isn't
1: it? Put on your body, but in that close to Detroit, that was kind of our own only, only marathon around, so we've done that one a few times. and
3: Right. And uh doing our research, we came across the fact that you did Boston during the year of the bombing. Is that right?
1: Uh, yes, that was the first year I got in. Well, actually, I was supposed to go 2014, but that year they didn't sell out, so they gave the people that had qualified for the following year an opportunity to get in. Mm-hmm. And a good portion of our running group was going, so I figured it was a great opportunity to go. It was kind of surreal because I had no idea what was going on. I finished the race. We kind of went to meet where we're supposed to meet at One of my buddies hadn't finished yet. So I started walking back to the finish line. You know, I heard a bang and sirens and stuff. I just thought it was Boston, big city noises, you know, yeah. Grow up in a town of three, 4,000 people. You're not used to the big cities. So finally made my way back to the hotel, got into the lobby and saw a bunch of people crying and still trying to figure out what's going on. I'm like, I know Boston's a big deal, but didn't seem to be that emotional. Right. But it wasn't until I started making my way to the room that I looked inside the bar and saw all the uh, coverage on TV and floor there. And it was mm. kind of crazy. And our hotel was kind of outside of where all the uh, police and stuff were meeting up. So it was pretty surreal to look out the, uh, the room window and just see the streets deserted and cars and stuff everywhere. It was very, very sad. Yeah. So I was happy to go back in 2014 and, and do it again and quite a crazy feeling.
3: Create a different memory. That was my
1: last Boston. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I might try it one more time just because that first one, I heard Dean Karnazes talk about doing the Boston double running to the start line and then running the, the race. So I'm like, yeah, I got to try that once. So <laughs> hopefully that'll happen in the next few years.
3: Yes.
0: I remember when we had a, a, a running story during that time mm. and everyone was coming to our store because it became the heartbeat the information center of mm-hmm. what's happening in Boston because we knew so many people there at the time
3: yeah it so was that
0: was uh,
3: pretty crazy that was a
0: crazy time yeah for
1: hmm. sure. my wife was panicking because the teachers at school were asking her is your husband okay I know he's at Boston and she had no idea what happened oh and me not wanted to use any minutes on my phone neglected to call her so
3: <laughs> oh no
1: I, lear- I learned a lesson.
3: <laughs> I'm sure you did. <laughs> yeah. So when did you make the switch into ultra running?
1: Actually, it was the, just before the Boston marathon, same group of people I was running with were doing a, a trail race in Pinckney, Michigan, just across the, the border in hell, hell Michigan. And then one of the guys that we run with, uh, was the only person I knew doing ultras at the time was doing what they call the no whims challenge, which was a, uh, half marathon trail on the Saturday, then 50K on the Sunday. I figured that sounded like a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so we did the, the half k on the Saturday, slept right around the corner, came back the next day and did my first 50K and everything went pretty well, surprisingly.
3: Now, had you done a lot and of trail running? Year,
1: you might've been familiar with Vulture B. Uh, we just have a small park here called Malden Park. Mm-hmm. It's got maybe, you know, okay. five, tank kilometers of trails. And that was about the extent of my trail running, but I fell in love with it.
0: Right. And what was your first ultra race then?
1: Yeah. Uh, I did I did that 50K. And then later that year, I did Vulture Bait 50K in London. I don't know if you're familiar with that. I
3: yes. think
1: they've changed names since then. So I did that on a Saturday. And then a Sunday, I went and ran the half marathon in Detroit. And then the next year, I think it was 2014, my buddy Casey was doing decided to do the hundred miler in Ohio called the uh, burning river. So he kind of talked me into that. <laughs> that was my, my, my first shot at a hundred miles, which at the time seemed pretty crazy. He had the plan of walk a mile or sorry, run a mile, walk a quarter. And in my head, I thought that was crazy. It would never work. You know, we're <laughs> 45 miles in and probably about 140th place, but by the end of the race, we finished tied for 20th so it it ended up working out pretty well I was surprised
3: so it was walk a a mile and run a quarter mile
1: no I messed up it was run run a mile then walk a quarter mile
3: right okay that makes sense oh I can see how that would work but in your mind as a road runner it's like that's not going to (laughs) happen oh I
1: know (laughs) you have so many people passing in the beginning and it's like trying to hold back and (laughs) and sadly like that works so well for us the next three, four races, we never went back to that plan. And that was our best, uh, hundred miler for, for a lot of years. So
3: (laughs) it's a, it's a common thread through the the people that we've talked to so far that it's always a friend that convinces them to get to the start line of an ultra. So they're always passing the blame on to someone else.
1: (laughs) Oh, for
0: sure. Question is, I'm glad I did it. Are you still (laughs) friends though? (laughs)
1: uh yes we're really good friends (laughs) okay he kind of started we have a local uh a local running group we call we ultra where he's convinced a lot of people to do a lot of crazy things so (laughs) very motivating and keeps us all all on our toes so it's been great great.
0: that's awesome when did you first hear about western states then
1: Uh, right around that same time because he was talking about it then he shared the video uh, Unbreakable with me, which oh, yeah. kind of sold me on the idea of wanting to go there and just the sights and seeing those guys go through the trails was pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. But after that race, I was kind of worried about getting in the next year and I didn't have the training, the time, or the money to go to California. So after that first 100 miler, I didn't put my name in the lottery right away. Oh. Ah. So that first. Not that I was that lucky, would have been that lucky, but I didn't want to take that chance either. <laughs>
0: So that first 100-miler you did was a ticket race, but you didn't put your ticket in.
1: Right. Wow. <laughs> out, of, out of fear, I would have got selected because I wasn't ready yet.
3: And <laughs> <laughs> But looking back on that, as we'll find out, perhaps it might have been a good idea to do that.
1: <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> but I'm sure a lot of people actually don't submit their first ticket if it's sort of just on their radar, right? Like they'll play around with it and see...
0: Yeah, I guess so.
3: Yeah. Hmm. <laughs>
0: so what was your first ticket race? Now that Western States is going to be your target, how did what was your journey getting there? What was your first ticket race?
1: Next year, uh, we went out to Indiana, did the uh, Indiana Trail 100, which was at the end of April, run by Mike Pfefferkorn, which is a fantastic run- race director. I know he's no longer doing it, but... The people at that race were just unbelievable support they had, which the race went pretty well, but it rained probably 75, 80% of it. Ugh. A lot of it was rolling grass hill. So it just turned into a mudslide. Mm. So my same buddy, you're talking to the first one was there doing this with me also. So him, myself and our two paces, we were doing a lot of arm and arm going up and down these hills because otherwise you were going down in a heap, grabbing trees to pull yourself up. It was pretty, uh, oh wow, pretty intense.
3: Now, was that same friend, was he trying to get into Western as well? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And w- he and- still hasn't got it. <laughs>
1: oh! <laughs> I, I feel kind of guilty getting picked before him, but he's pretty excited to come <laughs> and, and pace.
3: Well, at least he gets the pacing duties. And that's, with us. So. That's, that's a big uh, advantage when you get to see the course ahead of time, for sure.
1: Yeah, and then hopefully I can uh, return the favor. In the next year or two,
2: so. <laughs> hey guys, if you like what you're hearing so far, give us a like and follow our social media Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. You can find all that at GottaRunRacing.com. Did you know the monarch butterfly is the ultra runner of the insect world? Covering over 4,000 kilometers every year during their migration from Mexico to Canada. Is that what they mean when they say the butterfly effect? That was a weird movie. We've launched the Monarch Ultra Virtual 10K. You can run, walk, hike, bike or flap your wings virtually anytime, any place. You'll receive a beautiful two-sided medal featuring a stunning monarch as well as a custom neck gaiter, all while supporting Camp Kawartha in Peterborough. Our goal is to have 430 participants across North America each completing 10K. Representing the collective distance of the Monarchs migration. Sprint to gotterunracing.com for more details. Now,
0: back to the show. Overall, that went well then, that first ticket
1: race. Yes, not bad. I think we finished just under 24 hours. That's pretty good. So oh, I think, mean, yeah, 2345, I, I, I made some cheat sheets just so I remember what was <laughs> That's going okay. on.
0: okay. <laughs> and then on your first time putting your ticket into the lottery for the first time, were you, what were you thinking? Like, oh, I'm going to be a uh, the, the lucky, lucky
3: on the first try.
0: Is it the lucky loser or is it the lucky winner? What is the term?
3: Lucky losers when you get in. Oh, winner, a, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a tennis term. Yeah. I'm lucky thinking. loser. <laughs>
1: When you, when you didn't I remember trying there. to watch the lottery and having trouble linking in and mm. sitting there nervously and watching the scrolling names, hoping I was going to get pulled. But then after that, it's like, okay, we got to do another one. <laughs> and the journey began.
3: <laughs> yeah, there
0: you go. It's a never ending journey now.
3: Now, are you still doing marathons at this time? Or are you focused more on trail and longer distance?
1: Uh, more trail and longer distance by then. Right. Yeah. Detroit once or twice, just because it's so so close and give me something to work towards. Except a lot of the 100 milers we were doing were earlier in the year, so.
3: Yeah, I was going to ask you that actually. What what was it like going through the winter? Now I know you have warmer winters than we do because we're quite a bit north of you. But what was that like training for a hundred mile or so early in the year?
1: It got pretty difficult because I don't I don't own a treadmill or mm. have, have a gym membership, so everything's outside. You just bundle up and go with the weather. And a lot of our runs were after work. So I would just pack everything into the back of the car, not knowing what the weather was going to turn out to be. But there were some days you're out there minus 15 degrees and the wind's howling and people are looking at you like, what are you thinking?
3: (laughs) (laughs) But that's working on your Your mental. Your
1: friends with the icicles (laughs) hanging off their
3: eyelashes. (laughs) Yes. But your mental game was strong.
1: It definitely helps, yeah. <laughs> Running on that cold weather, and the only hill we have around here is a 100-foot landfill, so to get our vertical, we have to do a lot of repeats on that hill. Oh,
0: wow. So overall, that first ticket race, how was the overall vert on that race? Was it a tough vert race? I think it was
1: a lot of rolling hills, but I think it turned out to be you know maybe 10,000 feet, but not a lot of hard climb there's a lot of up and down a lot of up and down it was a five loop race
0: okay it was
1: a five loop race yeah 20 mile loops oh 20 mile loops oh
0: it's like a sulfur spring kind of thing
3: yeah
1: yeah got it Mm -hmm. yeah the sulfur was four right i did that also i think after that (laughs) on that race once
3: and then, so then the next year you're, who's picking this? Is Casey picking this one or is this, are you putting some input into that? Yeah, the- I just
1: kind of go along for the ride. <laughs> I'm, I'm the disorganized one. So I'm the one coming in usually at the last minute, not ready. Pack everything on my own in my bag and dump it out in the hotel room the night before to decide what I'm going to wear the next day.
0: <laughs> I think that.
1: Running run to the start line as the gun goes off.
0: And- <laughs> I'm looking at the, your ticket races and I'm, I'm looking how it's kind of like all over the place. So that's why I'm very interested on, on these races because I, I really never even heard of these
1: races.
3: Well, Mohican.
0: Well, I heard of Mohican. But Hellbender. Well, let's look at let's talk about the <laughs> next one then. What is the next race after that?
1: So that would be, oh, well, the next ticket race would have been Tunnel Hill 100. Oh, Tunnel Hill. In, uh, Not Indiana. Mohican?
3: Not Mohican?
1: Oh, sorry. No, I, I yeah, Mohican. Sorry. That's okay. I'm, I'm kind of messed up here. Yeah. And Mohican, I did the first time. That was my my third ticket race.
3: Now that's and that a little was bit my more first. Uh,
1: yeah, I think that was thirteen to fourteen thousand.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And at the end of June, I believe it was pretty humid. You get into that forest, and it gets hot. That was kind of the first uh, taste I had of sleep running and sleep deprivation. <laughs> taking naps on the side of the trail, just trying to oh. figure out how to get it finished. So.
3: How do you fare
1: in the heat? Line. I'm not too bad. We just did a, like with our We Ultra group, we've started a, what we call a journey run the first Saturday of June, which is this year for me, it worked out to be 105 miles. We run around the county of Essex. Okay. So you have a choice in the month. You can either try and do it in one shot or chunk it out where some people might take five, six, 10 pieces off during the month just to get the, the 100, 103 miles done. So. Right. Uh, two weeks ago was probably the first hot day of the of the summer and wasn't acclimated at all but Mm. drank a lot of water and it worked out well
0: (laughs) back to the mohican do you guys always stay together you and your friends or do you say okay this is a race it's every man for himself
1: the first mohican we started off there was four of us um about halfway through two of the other guys kind of dropped off and ended up dropping out so at that point casey and i felt good so we're like uh, we're gonna push it. We were passing people like crazy, and then the wheels came off. so <laughs> <laughs> you learn the lesson like if, even though you feel good late in, well, it wasn't that late in racing, you're around sixty miles. you still need to be conservative and yeah try and stay on your target time as opposed to pushing through and seeing what what you can do. but you learn something <laughs> new every race. you sure do every run so. <laughs> Matter of remembering it and practicing it the next time out,
0: <laughs> and you got it done in the end, eh? So you and Casey, you, you stayed together then. Yeah,
1: you stayed together. Yeah, everyone had done with Casey. We've we stayed together, and then he started getting into some of the longer stuff with all states. So I've stayed away from that right now.
3: So did you think the third time, third time was going to be a charm at this point?
1: Uh, I figured I was getting close, so that would have given me what one, two, four tickets.
3: Oh, second time, but right?
1: Still nothing.
3: Did you watch the lottery that year?
1: Uh, same as the year before. I just kind of checked in, hoping I'd see my name pulled before, I watched the end of it, then left disappointed again. <laughs> 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 Trying to figure out what are we going to do next to get a, a ticket next year? <laughs> Which I think at that point ended up being the uh, the Georgia death race was the next one.
3: Ah, okay. We had Tunnel Hill, so we missed Georgia as the ticket.
1: Uh, yes, because I did Tunnel Hill In the fall of that year, I did Georgia in the spring.
3: Okay. Oh, now that's a tough one.
1: Oh yeah. That's probably the highest ultra I've done. I mean, you've run the trails, right? With a cruel jewel. I think they share a lot of the same nasty terrain and (laughs) endless false summits where you you think you're going to get to the top, but you just never quite make it.
3: Norm's first comment when he got home from that race is he never saw the sky. He just was constantly in the forest going up a rolly and down a rolly and up a rolly and down. He didn't see any terrain.
1: (laughs) Just trees. Oh, yeah. And then you got to watch a trail because it's so rooted and rocked and not maintained at all. And then the race director was nice enough. You're you're from uh, about 10 feet from the finish line. They have the bridge blocked off. You got to go through this cold creek to get your railroad tie at the end they didn't have medals
3: <laughs> oh that's cool
1: and that was probably the coldest i've ever been but made it through there and then uh he like said waiting for the, the lottery again and but actually yeah, we did uh, tunnel hill ended up being a qualifier for the next year so that was at the end of that year but so we, we, we ran that one just in case we weren't gonna get in
3: right oh cool right
0: that's a good strategy
3: yeah, because it, it worked.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: Now, what was that ta- was an
1: interesting course, flat rail trail?
3: Yeah, go ahead. Sorry.
1: Oh, that was a flat, flat rail trail. And that's a, the year Camille Heron was there and mm. set the trail world record.
3: Oh, wow. I remember cool. seeing
1: her pass a few times. We thought she was doing the 50 miler because she was just flying and come to find out she would she run a, so we're 12 hour, hundred hundred milers like crazy. I think 1242 or something that year.
3: Wow. And how many loops was the rail trail?
1: So the oh, finish line was kind of in the middle. So you go, you go about 25 miles out the one way you come back and then you go 25 out the other way and come back.
3: So what was the shortest loop you ever did in a hundred miler? Would it have been the 20 mile loop? Yes. Yeah. Okay.
1: From my, I was, from what I can remember.
3: Right. How did you feel being on a rail trail with very little change in terrain? Was that a little harder on the body?
1: A little bit. That's where you you mentally you got to stay to that run walk plan because it just makes it so so easy to run. Yes. So we just try to stay to. I think we were doing like twelve minutes, three minutes, something like that. But it ended up working out pretty well. Last forty miles started going maybe fifty fifty just because. Using those same muscles over and over, you get pretty tired.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I, I prefer a a trail that varies in terrain. Just psychologically, I think it sort I of think, makes it
0: easier. Yeah, and you also want to be able to see something. You want mm. to be able to see where you know where you're getting to.
3: Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. And again, your and your friend is the one who picked this again, eh?
1: Yeah, I think we ended up having. Five people do that race, so we kind of split into a couple different groups there. Hmm. So he ended up running with our other two buddies, and left it's- the other two of us to go out as fast as we could and see what happens. <laughs> which so ended now- up being my like fastest hundred miler, yeah. so I was kind of happy there.
3: That was your fastest. Yeah. And what was the time, Derek? Uh,
1: eighteen thirty-one.
3: Oh wow, very good. Very good. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: And now Hellbender—that name alone. Scares the crap out of me.
1: <laughs> this is yeah. That was, that was a pretty nasty race.
0: This is definitely climbing in this one, then, right? Hellbender.
1: Yeah, I think it had about twenty-two thousand feet of gain. Okay, so now, and like I said, training on a hundred-foot hill makes it makes it difficult.
0: <laughs> so mentally,
1: the first time I got to see two sunrises. <laughs> ah, there we go. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's what I want to ask you about that halfway through mentally you must be thinking this is just never going to end
1: yeah that's the closest we ever came to dropping out of a race we sat at an aid station for a while doing the math in our head and say we're never going to make this 40 hours but good thing they had some experienced volunteers there and just told us sit back here eat this think about what you're doing and then let me know in 10 minutes and our buddy i don't know if he knew it at the time, but convinced us that, oh, your car is at the next aid station. So let's just run there see where you're at. If you want to drop out, we'll drop out there. And we ended up getting our legs back and feeling better. So we no longer started fighting the cutoff, but
3: it's amazing amazing
1: what 10 or 15 minutes will do.
3: That's right. The things change very quickly in an ultra 20 minutes, you know, you're feeling crappy and you have something warm to eat or you splash your face with some cold water, and you're a your new person.
1: <laughs> yeah, or that one there, I think we ended up napping twice because we were out there for over 37 hours.
3: Wow! Wow! That was a oh my gosh!
1: I think it's the first time I hallucinated, so it was kind of
3: what did you see? Interesting. <laughs> what did you
1: see? It was kind of crazy. Both of us saw the same thing. We saw we thought it was a little old lady sitting in a green lawn chair along the side of the the road, and when you get there, there was nothing there. Was
3: like, Are you serious? Did you just see that?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's uh maybe it did happen and she just disappeared. But yeah, it was uh, pretty nuts for us to see the same thing. See the same thing, yeah, exactly.
3: You know you're in sync.
0: <laughs> That's the same thing that happened to my pastor and I. We both saw the same thing, so we had to confirm was it actually there or not? <laughs> I'm just wondering when you got to the start line at Hellbender, did you think that you're just not prepared for this. You knew this is going to be freaking hell.
1: Oh yeah, we knew. We we're prepared to take our time, go slow, and I just had no idea, like the sleep deprivation and the climbs, and, and crazy to think Carl Meltzer finished 15 hours ahead of us. <laughs> 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 kind of puts in it puts into perspective how how good those guys are.
3: Yeah, when you when you come home from a race like that, don't you wish you lived in a area that had some kind of vert because you just feel like you're at such a disadvantage compared to the runners who live in that terrain like we say it every time we come home from a race why do we live here we need to move to the mountains and yet we never do
1: (laughs) yeah I think well you know I think it was before that race I actually got like a two gym two two month gym membership just so I can try and get some some sustained climbing but it doesn't mimic some of the the climbs you do there but that was a beautiful race. I think it was the first year they were putting it on. We were a little nervous about how it would go off, but it went well. The volunteers were great. and The views from some of the mountains were unbelievable.
3: Yeah, I can imagine. Wow. All right. So what month was that one, Derek? Hellbender?
1: That was the end of April also.
3: Ah, okay. You like those spring races. 20th, that
1: was 2018.
3: So now you're-
1: Another one you finished and I'm never doing a hard race again.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you that. During this race, when you're getting completely destroyed, are you thinking, what am I doing?
1: <laughs> I got to stop listening to you, Casey. This is getting crazy.
0: <laughs> so, But you stuck together again, eh? Oh, for sure. That's pretty
2: yeah, awesome. We both
1: got it done, so.
0: Yeah. Cool. Hey,
2: guys. If you like what you're hearing so far, give us a like and follow our social media. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, you can find all that at GottaRunRacing.com. Have you checked out our virtual series yet? We Run the North. Celebrating Canada's national parks features a total of 13 10-kilometer challenges, one for each province and territory. How many national parks can you name? Well, there's Algonquin, and then there's BAM, and then that's it? Anyways, medals that connect, license plate style bibs, and cool swag can be yours. Visit gottarunracing.com for more details. Now,
3: back to the show. So now you're leading up again to the lottery, and now this is year four?
1: Oh, yeah, that would have been five, wouldn't
3: it? Yep. Five. So now you're thinking, okay, my, point, odds are so much better this year. This is going to be it.
1: Yeah, you just sit back and <laughs> same thing. Hope to get your name called again and... Depressingly, not again. So <laughs> back to the drawing board. What am I what am I gonna do next do year e- to get a ticket?
0: Do you and your friends always get together on lottery day?
1: No, it just doesn't seem to work out, unfortunately. Mm. A lot of times I work on Saturday, so by the time I get home, it's usually just starting.
3: Mm. Mm. I remember I think it was that year. I was so convinced that Norm was gonna get in. You almost kind of change your your tune to like oh, I can't believe I didn't get in. Like, not you're mad now, you know, because yeah. what the heck? You're hearing first ticket and what well, first years and second years getting in and then hardly any Canadians. And it's like, this has got to be it. And then boom, nope. Yeah. Back to the drawing board. And for you, you went back to Mohican, which is still a considerable race.
1: Right. But it's less than three hours away. So I just wanted to look for, he said, another kind of, early mid-year ticketed race to go try my hand at getting another spot in the lottery. So this one I ended up doing solo, but my buddies went down, down to crew me. Okay. Which helped out a lot.
3: Yeah. And what was the experience like compared to the previous time?
0: Yeah. Now that you know this race.
1: It was pretty similar with the, the heat and the climbing this time though, we got some rain on the last loop, but I think this one ended up going about nine to 10 hours faster. So, I was able to get that done a lot quicker.
3: Wow. Kind of trying to
1: find that fine line between sleep deprivation and getting it done.
0: That's a huge difference. That's a huge difference. Yeah, exactly. You're getting a lot of experience on the way now with Hellbender and Tunnel Hill. You're getting some
3: experience.
1: (laughs) As I get older, I'm getting faster.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And what else did you do in 2019? Or was that sort of your egg race?
1: Just before that, I had done the strolling gym. Steve, Derby, and Laz last race one of the old uh all right yeah was, uh, i think a 41 miler in in tennessee it's more of a road race lot of rolling hills but it was a great experience tough course and same thing i think we had six seven guys drive down there make the journey and go run that race i'm i'm hoping to do it again just because it's such a great experience and seeing the people down there the old school ultras
3: right
0: now that you're past when you were thinking about Mohican and not getting in or a hellbender and not getting in again, were you thinking I'm past the point of no return. Now it's, it's all or nothing now. Now I'm just have to keep trying to get in no matter what you did. You didn't say forget Western States.
1: No, I wasn't at that point yet. <laughs> I think maybe another couple of years it would have been like, uh, I don't want to keep doing the same races over and over and, or driving 10, 12 hours to find a ticketed race. But hmm.
3: Are you one of those people that has your sights on Barkley or is that just a little bit too crazy? Uh, I wouldn't mind
1: trying it. I've done the Barkley fall classic three times. Right. Every year I say, I'm not going to go back because it's such a nasty race, but then we go back the next year. So <laughs> it's, it's amazing what those guys do on that course, because those trails are unbelievable. I couldn't imagine some of the off trail stuff they do. Right. Like, I think the first year we did at Ratcha. Uh, which is about a mile long took us an hour 45 just to get up that cutout so we're doing almost half a mile an hour
3: oh my god! these thick
1: fryers <laughs> telling yourself i'm never gonna do this again <laughs>
3: <laughs> so what is it that brought you back over and over again
1: probably the lure of barkley mm. las lake and just the yellow gate and <laughs> the whole you know mystery of everything and <laughs>
3: and casey <laughs> and casey Darn that casey yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should get
0: on this podcast too we give him hell
3: yeah exactly
1: <laughs>
0: so hopefully he'll get
1: it next year and you can talk to him yeah.
3: there you go
0: <laughs> so you do finally get your name pulled what were you thinking what was your reaction give us tell us about that day
1: That was kind of crazy it's probably the first time i didn't watch the lottery i don't know if we had a group run going on and just like tired of being glued to the tv and I got home and happened to see some notifications on my phone. I opened up Facebook. Congratulations, Derek. You got into Western. And So I think most of, a lot of people knew before I even had a clue that I got in. <laughs> and at that point, it still seems surreal. It's like, I better check my bank account and see if the money actually came out. And then realized <laughs> I got in and started my training plans. And was kind of excited for it. My wife, being a teacher, she was going to meet me out there on the Monday. We were going to do a two and a half week road trip after the race up and finish off in Vancouver Island and had everything all planned out, hotels, rental cars, flights. And then as you all know,
0: (laughs) what what happened?
3: (laughs) They had some
1: heavy snow and canceled the race.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So once you uh, pick yourself up from the, the depression of realizing that it wasn't going to happen, in twenty twenty. What did you focus on for that year in terms of keeping yourself active? Because I know a lot of people it was a it was a big struggle, you know, without having a goal or losing all the races that you had planned to do. And then it going on and on and on and we're still we're still in it. So how did you deal with all of that?
1: That's the beautiful thing about having our our running group we ultra, we have a is Casey heads that up and we got a few guys that throw around ideas and we normally do like four crazy events a year where you, you come out like our one run I was talking about the FAR that's a yearly run and every other year we do something called the Maldon Death Run where on that 100 foot landfill we do 40 miles up and down a one-third of a mile loop <laughs> so we do 120 ups and downs to get close to 12,000 feet of gain in 40 miles. Wow. We've got a lot of of trails cut in that little little area that help keep things a little bit of a variety. So Mm. we all kind of feed off each other and meet for the Saturday runs and Tuesday night hills and maybe a few empty calories afterwards.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Once Western States is over, what race are you going to tell your friends? this is what we're doing now, boys. <laughs> this is the decision I'm making for us.
1: We've been talking about fat dog for years. So yeah. hopefully that's going to come <laughs> rotation in the next, next, next little while hurt 100 to be cool. But mm-hmm. with it being in January and the lottery, it's hard to predict when you can actually go. And if you can't plan, <laughs> plan to go to Hawaii six months ahead of, ahead of time, it's, it's a tough race to, to plan on. Oh, I'd the, like to do something in Colorado too. The scenery just looks beautiful.
3: Yes, yes, absolutely. That that would
0: be nice. How about uh, Javelina? You guys want to party in the desert?
1: Uh, I've heard that one's a nice race. I've never, never done anything that far south, but I'd be interested. <laughs> like Zion looks beautiful in uh, yeah it's that like Utah. Nice. Yeah.
3: Yes, <laughs> absolutely. But we got to get Casey to Western first. So yeah,
1: because
3: I'm sure you're gonna want some payback when you get to pace him <laughs> hey
0: we're gonna be ma- meeting casey
1: right we're gonna be meeting casey yeah, he'll right? be there
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's,
1: he's got a lot more stories than i do he's uh he's done vault state and he's done some crazy stuff too
0: <laughs> of all the races you have done tell us an inter- interesting story that happened along the route
1: well, Bender, like i said we had a few sl- few sleeps along the way and we had one of our pacers come with us he was getting kind of tired and we knew we were getting into a uh, Some nasty climbs so we thought that he could just run back a few miles to the aid station (laughs) not knowing that that wasn't the aid station we were going to next so he ended up running probably another 10-12 miles didn't have his headlamp or gloves and started freezing his butt off and ended up making it to one of the aid stations and sleeping in one of the race director friend's truck for a little while till we came back around to that aid station. So it didn't involve me, but it was a pretty crazy story.
3: <laughs> I think the hallucinating, yeah, one the of the- matching hallucinating is, is pretty, pretty out there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, that was that same race that was, that provided a lot of stories. And <laughs> even the night before, the first time we decided to camp before, I had my air mattress. Figure everything was gonna be nice, but oh. all the air let out. So end up sleeping on a cold ground, maybe getting yeah. three hours of yeah. sleep. And
0: I, if I was there, your friend, I would have told you this is a bad
1: idea. <laughs> You're
3: getting you getting know, too we old. Tell yourself
1: that every time.
3: <laughs> getting too old for this. <laughs> yeah. You need comfort <laughs> in these
0: <Yeah>. times.
1: <laughs> Hopefully, we learn our lesson. Now, <laughs> exactly. I'm really looking forward to Western year and hopefully, we uh, can stay healthy. And
3: well, that's the thing. Uh, once you've approached the half-century club, it it's becomes harder and harder every year, right? And that's why with with co- the COVID delays, we're both. Sort of feeling like it's going to be even harder to get back into shape and yeah. and perform at the level that we want to perform at in in future races. It, it really has taken a toll.
1: <laughs> I turned fifty in April, so I was kind of looking forward to going to Western because it would have been a new age group. But then as turning fifty, I kind of set out some goals to try and set all my my time PBs. So I'm just been that's been motivating me to work a little bit harder and and push myself to some levels I haven't pushed myself so. Yeah. Hopefully, I can continue that. Yes, saw something about 106 degrees in Auburn.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well,
1: there's you some crazy fast people this year.
0: Finish things up with a rapid fire. If you're ready for some rapid fire questions.
1: Right. I'll do my best. All right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, Derek. So, first thing that comes into your mind? There's no wrong answers. All right. Uh, 70s or 80s music. 70s. 70s and you you might notice I changed that from 80s to 90s because I recognize that we're, we're we may not be into the 90s music <laughs> I think I already know the answer to this it's beer or wine
1: both but if I had to have my uh, choice it would be beer
3: okay uh do you have a tattoo no would you consider I'm getting definitely
1: one? afraid of needles
3: oh okay all right probably not <laughs> got it uh, another sport you'd like to excel in?
1: I'd have to say golf. Mm, really? It's a sports that look easy, but you play it and it's so frustrating.
3: Yeah, that's true. Would you ever consider
0: doing triathlon at all?
1: I've done one sprint triathlon and the water was so shallow, we were able to walk half of it and I think I backstroked the rest. So I'm not a, I'm not a strong swimmer. <laughs> and then I did a couple of duathlons and I don't know. I can't afford a $10,000 bike. To-
3: <laughs> yeah. But don't get tricked. It's not the bike. It's it's, it's, it's the yeah. athlete on the bike. Yeah, it's not the bike. <laughs> uh, Star Wars or Star Trek?
1: Uh, earlier it would have been Star Trek, but now my later age, it's Star Wars.
3: Oh, okay. What's the weirdest thing you eat in an ultra or crave?
1: Well, we, we call it pocket bacon because we just grab some bacon and put it in our pocket at the A station, but not really that weird. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> maybe a mcdonald's cheeseburger we've had
3: yes i'm always careful about putting things in pockets because you never know what was in that pocket before and it comes out with a lot of unrecognizable things (laughs) okay and pick a superpower this is one of our favorites
1: i'd have to say flying would be pretty cool superpower to have
3: that's a popular one yeah (laughs) yeah Well, thank you very much.
1: The power to stop people from complaining. That would be good, but.
3: <laughs> yeah, especially right now, eh? Could be
1: a Could be, sure. <laughs> I understand. It. It's, it's been a frustrating go, but we're going to get through it.
3: We are. We are. Absolutely. And we'll be stronger for it, I think.
1: Yes, I agree. So.
3: <laughs> well, thank you so much, Derek. It's been really nice chatting with you today, and.
0: And I know now I'm not going to do Hellbender.
1: <laughs> uh, beautiful course, though. Yeah. <laughs> I
3: they usually all have that draw of some kind of beauty, and then you're you're regretting your decision about halfway through. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, we'll keep in touch for sure, because we'd like to, um, like I said, we'd like to meet you ahead of the time.
1: You guys as well. Hopefully uh, we can all stay fit and you're ready to go in 2020, 2022, And we'll see
0: you and Casey there.
1: <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. I think we've got two or three guys coming along, so it should be fun. Awesome. <laughs> Try to prepare myself. I listened to a few of the podcasts beforehand to kind of oh, get thank an idea. You, you guys <laughs> do a great job.
3: Thank <laughs> you very much. Thank you. All right. You all never right. know. <laughs> thank you so much for your time today.
0: Thanks for coming out.
1: Uh, you as well. And All right. appreciate it. Have yourself a great weekend and, uh, looking forward to seeing you guys in squaw valley if not before then
3: absolutely all right cheers Cheers. thanks derek all right take care cheers
0: bye Bye. thanks to casey derek has all this adventure
3: (laughs) (laughs) i have a feeling there's going to be some serious casey payback (laughs) yeah those are some tough races
0: well he certainly Had his his ass kicked at Hellbender, but got through it. That's right. He did not give up, and he knew that uh, Western States is going to come no matter what.
3: Never lost sight (laughs) on the goal.
0: (laughs) Western States, here I come.
3: Well, we'll see you in 2022, Derek.
0: Yeah, and he's happy to be there, and uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a great time to to meet them both. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Cheers. Bye.
2: That was quite the marathon. Thanks for listening to the Gotta Run Racing Podcast with your hosts, Norman and Jody. Please visit us at gottarunracing.com for more information on our events, or simply drop us an email at gottarunracing at gmail.com and be sure to check out our YouTube channel to stream the video version of this episode. Oh, and if you like my voice, check me out at tylerherchuk.ca
3: T-Y-L-E-R H-Y-R C-H-U-K Gotta run.